With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Money for the Rest of Us, a personal finance show on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. I'm your host, David Stein, and today is episode 69. It's titled, Do You Feel financially trapped. In the opening, I mentioned not worrying about money. And I got an email this week from a gentleman who is clearly very, very worried. He gave me permission to to share his email, but didn't want me to use his name, which is perfectly fine. Here's what he says. I just came by your podcast in one of my many sleepless nights frantic about my financial future. Just a few podcasts in, I'm really enjoying it. I'm in my mid-50s myself, an American living in Singapore for the past 11 years, before that in Japan for 14 years with a Japanese wife, and unsure of my real home without a pension or ability to draw on Social Security, having lived outside the States for so long. So I need to make some changes pretty darn quick. I just started listening to your podcast for guidance. I intend to listen to every one of the 68 I found on iTunes, I will take some time, but listening to you as I write this is soothing. I've thought to find a retired CPA in my home state of New York for advice, an American financial advisor here in Singapore, familiar with issues facing overseas Americans, quoted $3,000 initial charges plus other subsequent charges. I paled not knowing that this is reasonable or not. If this stuff came to me naturally or easily, I surely would not be in the bind that I'm in. I make, a dec- I make decent money, hopefully will continue to do so. Singapore is a very expensive place. Now, even more so than Japan was when I lived there, more so not being naturalized here. I left Japan when the economy started going downhill. Left my cash there, which is now much less in value after the yen weakened. I stayed in Singapore as part of a sort of an unemployment refugee, unsure for the job market in the United States at the time and the lack of work in Japan. At this point, I'm making decent money, have little debt, though higher expenses and cost of living than I might if I were back in the States. That the wife doesn't work doesn't help. It's not too much to ask, what would you do if you were in my situation? Where would you go for help, support, and advice? The sleep I lose three to four nights a week is over how I will support my wife in 10 to 15 years and envisioning myself living under a bridge in my 70s crazy for someone who doesn't live extravagantly and doesn't spend money on things. Having said that, a lot of money that would have gone to our future has been going over the last six years to trying to start our family, which has been as as expensive as it has been heartbreakingly unsuccessful. So I know these are difficult to impossible questions to answer, not knowing more, but thought you might like to know how far-reaching your podcast is going. That's a tough letter. And and I sense the worry. I mean, definite worry. And it's really what I wanted to cover today because I, I, I can't. I'm not a financial advisor, 
and I can't give specific advice. And there's much, much information that I don't know. I don't know how much he has in savings. I don't know what his expenses are. I mean, all types of things I I don't know. But I wanted to address in this episode was the worry. And how do we, when we feel, he feels trapped, when we feel financially trapped, what can we do? Before, we do, before doing that, though, let me, let me address some of the things that, that at least came out to me as I read the letter that, that, this, that he might want to consider. First, I think given how concerned and frantic he is, he probably does need to hire a financial planner. And I did tell him this in my email, at least on a project basis or an hourly basis, just, just to get everything on the table and to, to sense what his situation is and to get some unbiased advice. Now, I don't know if he necessarily needs an advisor on an ongoing basis to manage his assets. Most individuals don't need that. The only ones that really do, and, and, and I say this having worked with financial planners for years professionally and managed assets by them, Most financial planners are not going to have some keen insight into the financial markets to deliver this superior investment return. They can help you. They can assist you. They can help clarify you, thoughts for you, and put together solid financial plans. But you probably can manage your own money in most situations, unless you tend to let your emotions sabotage your investment program during whatever the particular financial scenario is in terms of our markets crashing or whatever. If, if, you, if you tend to, and some people don't want to do it at all, right? I mean, there are some that just want nothing to do with that. And in that case, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but their financial advisor might make sense. And so some people are really hardcore in this. Yes, you should manage all your money yourself. No, yet you should always use a financial planner. I think it very much depends. In this case, I think it would be helpful for him to, for him to at least speak with someone. The other thing that popped out at me was this idea of Social Security. And I think he's underestimating the value that Social Security can have. You only need to work... 10 years in the U.S. in order to qualify for Social Security benefits. And I don't know if if there were years where he worked prior to moving to Japan, but perhaps one consideration is to go back and live in the States for a decade to qualify for Social Security. But Social Security, when you think about it, if you can get even – $20,000 per year or $25,000 per year in Social Security benefits that are indexed to inflation. I mean, this is essentially the the amount that you would need to put in for an indexed annuity that earned $25,000 a year and then was adjusted for inflation would be hundreds and hundreds, if not a million dollars. And and so it's a way when you're in your 50s, if you don't... in this case, if you're an expat and you haven't qualified, I'd seriously consider qualifying. And there's a book that I just started reading. It's called Get What's Yours, The Secret to Maximizing Your Social Security. 
by Lawrence Kotlikoff, Paul Solomon, Phil Moeller. The book caught my eye as I was scrolling through Amazon because Lawrence Kotlikoff, I've, I've seen before. I've read previous books. In fact, I used to have some financial planning software that he put together. Not that I did any financial plans. I used it for myself and for family members. But he was also pretty down on the finances of the government. He's written a book, and I don't think he said the government was going bankrupt, but he, he would take the future benefits that the government has promised and discounted them to today, so the present value. Then he would look at the future tax revenue stream and discount it, present value, what it is today, and compare it. And there's a huge, huge gap where the the present value of promised benefits is way, way more than the present value of tax revenue. Now, that's one way to look at it. I don't think it's the right way to look at it. And if you listen to episode 42, All Countries Are Insolvent, and and I'll leave it at that. Listen, but I get asked a lot whether Social Security will be there when I retire. I think it will. Social Security is a pay-as-you-go system. The government is pay-as-you-go. The government doesn't save money. There's no lockbox for Social Security. I mean, there's accounting entries, but the money itself, the government spends it as it receives it, and the government is insolvent, yet it's been insolvent for centuries. We don't run a budget balance budget, but listen to episode 42. But the book itself on Social Security, he, here's a gentleman that is concerned about government finances, teaching people how to maximize their Social Security benefits, which is a bit ironic, but suggests it's going to be there for retirees. So this listener that emailed me, I'd read this book, consider it, meet with a financial planner, and, and just clarify what are your options. And then let me switch to what to do about the worry of any of us that feel financially trapped. Back in episode 36, How Wealthy Are You?, I mentioned my friend, Michael, who is in prison in Alabama. His sentence is life without parole. He's been there over 25 years. He did not kill or physically harm anyone. He had two drug offenses and participated in an armed robbery as a driver. And he admits his mistakes. He admits he committed some serious offenses. He's written apologies to the robbery victims, yet he's been there for decades. Michael and I exchange letters every month or so, and he's opened my eyes to what prison life is like. The ongoing violence, the boredom, the arbitrary and ever-changing rules. Just recently, new rule, you can't have hardback books in this particular prison, only can have paperback books. have no idea why. And then there's this discrimination against those with life without parole sentences who are thought to have nothing to live for, so they limit their privileges. Their opportunities to help out and serve in the prison are limited because they're thought they have nothing to live for. But what I've learned from Michael is how someone who supposedly has nothing to live for is indeed able to live a meaningful life. And so I thought I would share four things I've learned from Michael 
that I think is very, very applicable to those of us or you that might feel financially trapped, feel frantic, overwhelmed, and consumed with worry, as if there's no way out. You feel imprisoned by past mistakes, and the future seemed hopeless. Let me pause here to share some words from this week's sponsors. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I know in our business, having the right candidates for the job is critical to keep our business running smoothly. Now, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash David. That's linkedin.com slash David to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's just nice to sit back, relax, maybe even take a nap. That's not what you want your money to be doing. You want it to be working hard for you, earning interest, generating returns. That's where the Betterment Automated Investing and Savings app can help. Betterment's technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize returns. They have diversified portfolios of low-cost ETFs that have been constructed by experts. High-yield cash accounts, where your money can earn 11 times the national average. And automated investing technology, like automated rebalancing. These tools can help you reach your savings and investing goals. Betterment is a fiduciary. That means it's their job to act in your best interest. They will never recommend an investment or give you guidance unless they believe it will help you reach your financial goals. So visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about the high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed, cash reserves offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterman is not a bank. Michael's giving me permission to, to quote from a letter from him. But I have known Michael long enough to become familiar with the patterns and seasons of his life. And the first thing I recognize, a man supposedly without hope, is he always has something that he looks forward to. For months leading up to the 4th of July, Michael looks forward to and prepares for the annual Scrabble tournament that's held every Independence Day and the prison. And this is an especial day because this is the only day the entire year that they get ice cream. I think they each get a half a pint of ice cream for the 4th of July. He anticipates it. I mean, he he mentions in his letters he's prepping for the tournament, but he has this thing that he looks forward to that is is key. He's a big college football fan. Georgia Bulldogs are his team. And for the months prior, the couple of months prior to the season, he studies Phil Steele's college football preview and, and looks at all the statistics. And I got it once because 
I ordered it for them, and for whatever reason, they sent it to me and not to the prison. So it, it's a pretty thick book. And if you're really into college football, it, it would be pretty entertaining. But he looks forward to the season. There are other highlights throughout the year that he eagerly anticipates. Academic research shows, such as studies by Cornell psychologist Thomas Gilovich, indicate humans derive more happiness from anticipating experiences than they do waiting to receive material possessions. So we need something to look forward to. It grounds us. It helps us not to be consumed with worry. Even though we have all kinds of potential problems, having something to look forward to is very, very important. The second thing he does, he finds ways to serve. Prison is an unpredictable place, especially during the heat of the Alabama summers. There is this undercurrent of anger that often erupts into violence. Just in this last letter I got, some some prisoner had started a bingo game. So he had made his bingo cards out of out of cardboard, I think, and then he had these wood chips, and so he started taking in 50 cents around to play bingo. And Michael thought, this is not going to end well. And and it went, and people would play, but then somebody got upset, and they pulled out a box cutter. The runner of the game ended up getting cut, and both of them ended up in lockup. So Michael said he makes a point not to argue with anyone, even when he knows he is right. It's just not worth it. Although he says he has to catch himself sometimes when the news is on and politics is being discussed. But even though he he tries to keep to himself, he also finds ways to serve by listening and counseling other inmates inmates who are feeling discouraged. I mean, when, when an inmate has a family member dies, when an inmate is up for parole and is denied. And these are just anecdotes he's mentioned in in the previous emails or letters over the past seven or eight years. Michael is religious. When he has the opportunity, he shares his faith. But he finds meaning and purpose by just finding any way he can serve in a prison that won't let him serve. They won't let him interact with any non-prisoners because they're afraid that these life without parole prisoners will, will, are desperate. They have nothing to live for, and so they'll act violently. The third thing Michael does in his supposedly hopeless situation is he acts. He makes decisions, and he acts in the sense that he is always researching legal arguments, new court rulings that might help his case. He follows with excruciating detail what the annual state legislature is doing as their elected leaders attempt to address what is considered the most overcrowded prison system in the country, with prisons routinely housing almost twice as many prisoners as they are built to hold. Most recently, they, I think they passed a bill to add 2,000 beds to an already overcrowded prison system. But he's acting. Michael is making choices and working on. He's got a huge, hopeless problem. He's finding things to look forward to. He is finding ways to serve, but he's also working on the particular problem that is causing him concern and worry. He's taking small steps. Doesn't know how it's going to turn out, but just the act of 
trying to fi- figure out a way, experimenting, trying to explore different options allows him to have hope and meeting and to deal with potentially over-consuming despair and worry. And the fourth thing he does, he never gives up. So after this most recent legislative round, which didn't result in anything in terms of revisiting sentencing standards, particularly for those who have served decades in prison for drug offenses, here's what Michael wrote. After I learned of this, I did a lot of meditating about it. Naturally, I asked myself, where do I go from here? At the moment, I can't give a definite answer to that question. But I do know to live without dreams is to live without hope. To live without hope is to live without purpose. And my purpose motivates me daily not to give up and to just get up off the ground and knock the dust off and climb back on the horse and ride again. Some think I'm crazy for my way of thinking and not living in reality. I think they are off their rockers for not thinking like me. One thing is certain. There is no fight to fight if you quit. Michael doesn't give up. He's been in prison for almost 30 years. Life without parole. He believes and dreams and hope that he will eventually get out. And he copes with it. And that provides some hope. He doesn't give up, but he also takes actions to try to facilitate that. He acts in that way. He finds ways to serve. And he has things. He compresses time, right? Prison. When we think about their future, 20, 30 years out, in terms of retirement, it's just incomprehensible. We have to compress time and focus day-to-day, and have things that we look forward to, hopefully experiences. And that's how Michael deals with his apparent imprisonment, his feeling of being trapped. Wanted to make an announcement on something new I'm going to do on money for the rest of us. A couple weekends ago, I was in Fort Worth, Texas at Podcast Movement, which is a podcast conference, and one of the speakers was Lou Mangiello, who I don't remember the name of his podcast, but he's a Disney expert, and he's built, he's written books and built a community around Walt Disney and Disneyland, Disney World, and all those things. One of the things he mentioned in how he's built out his community, he says, break down the wall. And what he meant was, oftentimes, I do a podcast, I send it out, you, the listener, listen to it whenever it's convenient, and then I I get emails from you, but nothing is sort of real time. And one way he breaks down the walls, he does these meetups where he brings, I guess they meet at a restaurant, I'm I'm not sure of the details, but I want to do something different. On September 8th, it's a Tuesday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm hosting a live webcast on YouTube. And the title is How to Improve Your Investment Portfolio Performance. And I'm going to walk through what's a reasonable portfolio return can you expect from stocks, bonds, and your overall portfolio. And walk through sort of a methodology and what what's reasonably 
What's a reasonable expectation? And then I'll share four keys to boosting your returns above kind of that baseline home-based return. What can you do to improve performance? I'm also going to take questions and answers. So get an- you can get answers to your money and retirement questions in real time. Now, if you're listening to this after September 8th, I'm hoping to do this on at least a monthly, perhaps a quarterly basis. What'll be interesting about it is when I was traveling in Sweden, I somebody had said, put your, your picture on Instagram. I was, sh- I was sharing Instagram and they said, put your picture. We never see what you look like. And so you'll be able to see my talking head. So I've, I've come up with a, the, the way I can do this on, on YouTube. You'll be able to see my head in our, look me in the eye. It'll be real time. So if you'll go to moneyfortherestofus.net, there in the menu at the top, or there's also a link at the bottom, you can go to the sign-up page, which is at moneyfortherestofus.net forward slash live, L-I-V-E, or just go to the homepage, you'll find the link. You can register for the webcast, and then a few days before, I'll send you the links so you can access it on YouTube so you know exactly where it's at. If you can't make that, I recognize 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Tuesday in Singapore. I don't even know what time that is. It uh, is about 15 hours, 14 hours ahead. So you, bottom line, if you register, I'll send you the recording if you can't make it live. So that's at moneyfortherestofus.net. Also on moneyfortherestofus.net, if you've not signed up for my insider's guide, you can do that there, and I'll send you weekly the show notes for this episode as lo- along with a summary article that covers most of what I cover in the podcast. So that's also at moneyfortherestofus.net. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via your iTunes app or whatever other app you use via Stitcher, please do so. That will allow the episodes come right to you automatically. You don't have to do anything. They just show up. Thanks to all those that have left reviews. I very much appreciate that. If you have any questions, please email me, jd at jdavidstein.com. Everything I've shared with you in this episode is for general education only. I have not considered your specific risk profile. I've not provided investment advice, simply general education on money, investing in the economy. Have a great week.